Good evening, pudding people. Welcome to Everybody Loves Pudding with your hosts, Ken Seymour and Richard Greiger. Hello. <laughs> you seem so happy, so happy in that in that greeting, Richard. Well, I am happy, happy to be here with you, happy to be in the process of reviewing Marvel's latest movie, their latest installment in a very long and lucrative line of of uh, entertainment beasts that just make tons of profit at the uh, at the uh, movie theaters. Um, we are talking about, of course, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, we're reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp. I thought we were going to compare Texas Roadhouse and Longhorn, see which one was better. Well, we, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, okay. My bad. Yeah, it, it's all going to be tasty one way or the other. Um, so we're going to do things just slightly different than a couple of our previous uh, movie reviews. Uh, we are going to have, before we get into the nitty-gritty, the meat, as it were, the m- delicious meat, uh, we will be giving just our general ideas, our general thoughts on it, a spoiler-free uh, couple of minutes on what we think about the movie. Let's start with you, Richard. What did you think? So I kind of get the impression from this movie that it is, it, in first view. My opinions always change once I watch it a second time. But the initial glance on this one, it's a fun movie. It's a good... It almost seems out of the realm of your traditional Marvel movies, but not. It's hard to hard to explain. I got more of the comedy aspect, and I think a little bit more of the almost family-friendly aspect from this movie. Sure. I... I I'm uh, it definitely, I think, sets itself apart from the tone of the previous Ant-Man, which was very much a, a heist kind of, uh, or at least a play on a heist movie. And this is, it even kind of pays homage to that at, at points. But it it is certainly intended to be a palate cleanser after uh, the Avengers movie that came out. And it does that job. It, it is uh, very much trying to be not so not so abrasive to the to the senses and to to the to the mind giving you a chance to get your balance again to get your equilibrium uh, as we prepare for the next couple of movies that Marvel will release and I think we were chatting about it a little bit before too is that if you have the intention of watching this movie but you haven't watched a lot of the other Marvel movies you're good yeah, it, it really, it really isn't important. While it certainly gives us uh, a certain amount of perspective, and it certainly will inform several of the things that happen, it's not going to detract if you haven't seen them. So, I mean, to kind of give it, uh, is it something you would see in the theaters? Is it something that you would wait for on Blu-ray? Is it something that you would just watch if it manages to pop on TV, or is it something you would avoid? Me personally. I would definitely see it in the theater. It was, it was to me, well worth seeing at that at that venue. Now, uh, I guess my thought process is somewhere below that, in the sense that if you are used to watching all of or maybe most of the Marvel movies, you're not going to be disappointed by this movie, but you're not going to be leaving the movie theater like, oh, man, the, man, that thing was awesome. So... I feel like if you didn't get the chance to see it in the movie theater, 
you'd be okay. But I definitely think it's worth picking up as a rental or if your collection includes most of the Marvel movies, that this would be an excellent addition to the collection once it comes out in the future. Absolutely. And now that we've gotten past that point, we're going to get into the more spoiler heavy. So if you have not seen the film yet and do not wish to have anything, you know, revealed to you at this point, this is your point to get off the train. Um, and what a train it is. Uh, so what what shall we start with today? Do we want to start with uh, talking about the director, the the cast, the costume, the location? What is the first thing that kind of strikes you to speak about? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess let's let's start with the cast because that's the thing I think that pops out in my mind. You know, for the most part in this movie, there's a lot of things that that stand out and that I remember. But for some reason, it's the cast that I think I remember the most in this for a couple of reasons. Oh yeah. Um, the the first one you'll you'll see is that most everybody that was in the first Ant Man movie is comes in back for the second this one as well. So like the cast is familiar, the characters are familiar, their interactions are familiar. It's all done well. It's all well played. There's a few, I think, that stand out. There are a few, um, one in particular that I think kind of is kind of meh, in my opinion. So um, the, the the main characters that you see in here, your, your Paul Rudds and your Evangeline Lilly, they, they do just fine. They play their characters exactly how you'd expect them to be played. Um Evangeline Lilly does good from the action standpoint. Paul Rudd's good with the comedy. They have a good rapport with each other, I really think. Mm, so they, they work well. No, no problems there. Um, Michael Pena, I think, really, I'm going to guess that when they wrote this one, they absolutely intended to give him more screen time. And then when they recorded this movie and they did tests, they said, you need to give him even more screen time. So you'll notice in this movie, I feel like he's got tons of screen time and he kills it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, definitely. I, I think if you go back and compare the the first movie to this one, that his screen time is fairly similar between the two of them. I mean, he certainly pops up in several of the scenes. He's got two to three scenes that have to do specifically with the subplot of dealing with creating the the business, and we've you know we've got a we've got to get this big client, and you need to help me. And there's a couple of scenes in in the mid part of the movie that he's in where this is the only place we can go. And then towards the end, he's got a couple of scenes and one big scene in which they're they're in the 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 end part of the plot where he gets to drive a very awesome looking little car from from uh, their matchbox collection matchbox collection yeah <laughs> and that was wonderful so i mean i don't i don't know how much more they really gave him but i think they used him better in this film so he seemed much more prominent yeah to, yeah exactly and that's that's why i started with the cast is because like he to me kind of stood out in the movie Maybe even more so than the first one. And I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, he stole this movie. Like that's not it. I just feel like he stood out more to me, definitely, because it was more. It, it, it almost felt more like a, a a light comedy 
as much or more than an action movie, even or so. To, to me, sure. that was my impression. Of, I well, I mean, I mean, just look at what they did in the first movie. The, his whole thing, what everyone remembers, is the bit uh, that they the joke they do twice. Well. You know where he starts talking over, and in fact, they play off of it in the second movie. Uh, just, just kind of going, doing one scene in a similar fashion where he's telling the story, and you're seeing the other actors mouthing what he is saying. Mm-hmm. But what else do you really remember from the first movie from him, where he's about to get into the bathroom and wash Ant Man down the drain? Kind of, not really. Yeah, I mean. That he, it's not that he's forgettable, but it's just what they had. He is much more supporting, and he needed to be faded back because they're establishing the hero and and heroes, heroes, and 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 the and the larger characters. Uh, now, now where he had what seemed like more screen time, which I still don't think he really had. The other supporting people around him had less. Yes, uh, Ti was. Almost non-existent. Almost non-existent. Um, the other guy, uh, David Dash Melshane, mm-hmm. I, I, I murdered his name there. Uh, he was in there, and he was good, but not, of course, as prominent. No. Um, I, I think the, the family aspect of it, too, you saw a lot more uh, Bobby Cannavale in there and Judy Greer. You saw, I think, more of their character, not that you saw a lot of it. But you saw, I think, a little bit more of the interaction stuff, more of the the comedy stuff in there from them. More more interaction, but less character development. Correct. Yeah, there was no, no there was no yeah. investment in their characters other than insert comedy point yeah. here. And that's right? okay. And that it's fine. okay. They 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 serve the role that they need to. It's, it's kind of sad because I like all all of them. Together, it's it's an interesting dynamic that would be, I think, fun to pursue. But you know, you only have so much space in the movie. Yeah, and and, and, the, and as you rattle off, if you look at the look at these actors, and you go and we, we say their names, and you go and look at their faces, like, oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. When you watch the movie, you do the same thing. Like, yeah, like virtually every single person who plays a part in this film is recognizable from something else that they have done. So they, they, they really pulled it together. Yeah, they've, they've, got, they've got a really solid cast. Now, what did you think of Hannah John, kind uh, of Hannah John Kamen? Kamen, I think. Is it uh as the, the lead antagonist? That was where I had my problem with. Um, part of it, I think, is I've, I've not seen her in any of the other work that she's really done. But in, in this one, I felt like it was overacting. And maybe it was the stuff that she was given, but I just never felt like it. I just, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I just felt like it wasn't, she was the weakest part of the cast, for sure, in my opinion. I don't know. Well, maybe, but I, I don't think so. I think this is actually not a problem in the cast or acting. I think it's a time problem. Um, in the movie, you're only giving you're only given a very short snippet of her backstory, and it's really hard to 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 get that sort of emotional link that you need to feel feel that connection to the character that you should have. If you have the appropriate emotional connection to the character, her acting makes sense. Yeah, maybe that's it, but I just didn't buy into. 
some of the scenes where she was trying to be super intense, intense, or like like we got to get this done now type thing, or be angry or aggressive. I, I just didn't buy into it. You're not really seeing something that registers as life threatening, even though they say, "Oh, you only have a couple of weeks." Well, she's jumping around, kicking ass. She's she's not really showing the detrimental effects. The worst case scenario, she's got some bags under her eyes. So if you don't have that that kind of that buildup, it, it just it doesn't connect in, yep. in the right way. And I definitely see what you're saying about that. I I kind of gave it a pass because. First, you know, I, I understand kind of what, what they're trying to, at least I think I do. I could be completely off. You know, the director would come up and say, you're a moron. You have no idea what you're talking about. But uh, I think I kind of understand where they're going. And I think it's forgivable in the sense, because the one thing I just try to remember, even, even if I didn't think it built up quite right, is she's dying. That's all I had to try. It's like, okay, she's dying. That's why. She's dying. That's why. Yeah. And I was able to kind of get, get past get it. Get past some of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think? What did you think about Randall Park? So, I was just, I was just watching. I, I, I've been stuck on um, the Office clips yeah. on YouTube here for the last week, and why I don't know. Stinking recommended for you shows up on there, <laughs> but there's a there's a scene where uh, Jim is out of the office at like a dentist appointment, and. He is their actor friend who was playing Jim, and it's really, really, really funny. I'm like, oh, that's him. But then if you go and look at his history, it's like, this dude's all over the place, man. He's in a ton of stuff. And to me, he, I think he resonates really well. Like, he, he fits in in the position that he's in and all these things, and he does a really good job. He's not a, the main character, per se, in this. He's a main aspect, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sold on him, for sure. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I wasn't sure. Now, I don't have that same kind of, and don't and don't everybody hate me, I haven't watched The Office, uh, The American Office. I've seen bits and pieces of The English Office. Oh, I, I've, I've never watched it religiously. I couldn't tell you, like, season X they did. The, I, I don't know any of that stuff. I've watched a couple episodes here, and I'm sure I've probably seen him in one or two things. But he didn't immediately pop up as one of those. Oh, I recognize him. Sort of a guy. Is it? So I was able to kind of not have that baggage to come into it and and kind of see his interactions with Paul Rudd and. They were very awkward. It's like, was that on purpose? And it's like, yeah, it's on purpose. And by the end of the movie, it's like, yeah, that works really well. Mm-hmm. And it's it's he's very likable as a secondary or tertiary character. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I thought I thought that definitely did good. Um, seeing Michelle Pfeiffer, that's always nice. Um, I had heard some rumors about her having some issues with the movie, whether that was true or that she had almost left the movie for some reason. I don't know if any of that's accurate. Don't really care. Yeah. Um, bottom line, I've always liked Michelle Pfeiffer, and her role was not super huge. Yeah. Um, but you know, for what it was, it was interesting. I thought. Yeah. I've. 
and don't judge me on this, she got all the screen time that she needed to get in this movie. <laughs> Not a big Michelle Pfeiffer fan. Um, I'm neutral on her, but her in, in this movie and the role that she was in, she was fine. Like, don't get me wrong, but she had just enough screen time to be good. And I felt like if she became more of a focal point later on, then it becomes a little like she can't carry this part like she might have been able to 20 years ago, let's say. Well, okay. So here's here's the comic book in Geek and Me coming out. And, you know, I, I try and separate the the actor necessarily from the thought from the movie, from the thought from the comic book. But just coming down to it, if I had a criticism, she is n- not who I would have chosen for the Wasp. But to be fair, the Wasp in the movie is not the Wasp from the comic books. I mean, the, the Wasp from the comic books is flirty and uh, s- smart, smart aleck, but not in the traditional kind of Spider-Man way. Um, and has a certain kind of certain kind of strength that it's not the I'm at the leader uh, I'm not the at the fore of the group kind of strength not the the hidden strength it's kind of it's kind of hard to describe and that is not the character we're presented with in the movie it's, it's I don't think it's anywhere near the comic book character and again to be fair it really can't be the history of the movie is different from the history of the comic books and even if you pay homage to certain things you're not going to be able to replicate it especially with the amount of time that you've got to do it so admittedly in my mind i was a little disappointed just because the wasp i thought was a, one of my one of you know, one of my more favorite female characters from from the comics and she led the avengers for a while in the comics and so it's like i really kind of wanted to see see what they would do with it and there's still time so they just got her back and they it may end up being that she'll pay play a more prominent role and we'll really see what they intend to do with the character and what Michelle Pfeiffer will be able to, to extract from that character and put up on screen. Because we're not really going to, like, she's not going to be the Wasp as we know her in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But what is she yeah. actually going to be? To be fair, Evangeline Lilly is closer to the Wasp from the comics than than her character. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so... Okay, Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, that dude is good in pretty much everything that he does. Yeah. And he didn't have to be spectacular in this movie. And he didn't, if he would have been bad, you wouldn't have noticed it, I don't think. So for him, I I give him a very neutral score for this one because he wasn't bad at all. No, no, he wasn't. But there wasn't a lot of emotion in the character. But what 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 would there be emotion about in a sense? I don't know. I, I just didn't get a lot of uh, the vibe from him in this one. You didn't see you didn't see a lot of fury towards uh Pim. You didn't see Yeah, I, I think I can see what you're saying. Yeah. But I think that I think it's maybe the way that he approached the 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 type of character that Foster is is logic above all else sort of a kind of maybe that's the direction he went and maybe that's why it muted some of the emotional kind of uh, yeah. response. But I have to admit I 
I had kind of, again, my comic geekiness coming out. It's like, oh, Bill Foster. And you know, I was looking around at the, in the movie theater, looking at everybody else like, oh, you guys know who that is, right? And nobody reacted. It's like, oh, man, I'm the only one who knows who this character is. No! Uh, were you familiar? I only briefly know they, they termed it Project Goliath, but he was... It was Black Goliath. Goliath, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know much about that character at all. I knew he existed. That's that's it. And oh, and he he was not given what I would call the best stories in the comics. I I think he's one of the truly just just not forgotten, but not utilized characters that had so some real potential. And I think the closest they really got was at, at one point, uh, actually during Civil War in the comics, um, he ends up being killed by a, a genetically engineered Thor, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Uh, but, you know, you know, just I thought it was kind of a nice nod, and I, I couldn't help but geek out a little bit. Um, so... Um, that, that hits most of them. Michael Douglas, I guess, we've... Not really touched on from a Hank Pym standpoint. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Michael Douglas. I mean, he could he could read me the weather, and I'd be happy. Um, I'm a bit of a mark for him ever since the the romancing the stone days. I just back uh, in back in the heyday. Yeah, yeah and and once again, I'll go back to it. I'm, I'm not being picky or over, overly critical. He was fine in the movie. N- nothing that was amazing, or nothing that made me I, I he his character is one that if I watch it when I watch it the second time I'll nitpick it more and I can already tell but watching it once or watching it the first time we're fine I'm fine you know what I'm saying like not 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 a standout in my opinion but sure. not a detractor either what about uh, Divian Ladwa as Usman uh Usman I'm trying to remember who that the was. uh the gangster the the underworld Contact. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the guy, the um, with the truth serum. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Well, the well, his his henchman had the truth serum. He yeah. was the one with the, the southern accent. And no, that's uh, uh, Ladwa was the. Oh, the sorry, guy. so you're right. I'm sorry, you're right. It was um, Walter Goggins. Walter Goggins. Yeah. Walter Goggins is cool. I like that dude. He's been in a few bits and pieces of things. Um, Almost always a, a bad guy, if I remember right. So he plays a good, a good bad guy. The one, the one, I think thing that I remember him in was the Predators movie. Oh yeah, because <laughs> what like he was the like the serial killer guy uh, amongst all the bad guys that got sent yeah. to the planet. Yeah, uh, he was a serial killer guy, if I'm not mistaken. So of of all of the the all of all of the actors slash characters in there, his was the one I was kind of most annoyed at, truthfully, in the film. I just I felt it was I understand kind of where they were going, but I it didn't quite click for me. Well, and 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 I see that too, in that like I I didn't mind him exactly the character, you know it's. They needed a link in some form or fashion, and that was where that character kind of came into play. Somebody that became um, 
a problem, somebody who became a, a transactional person, right? So, like, that character, that theme was just part of it. Not sure. You're, you're right. Like, the, the was the accent maybe forced a bit? Nah, not really. It was okay. Yeah. But the whole system of that character was okay. Well, the thing that, the thing that really gets me is... I, I think I, I see where why they needed them. They needed some muddiers of the water. They needed somebody to complicate things. But traditionally in the in the comics, this role will be played by like Hydra or AIM or something like that. But well you can't use AIM because they completely hosed that storyline with Iron Man three. And you can't really use Hydra because they've been doing that with uh Civil War and the Agents of Shield and uh, yeah. The Peggy Hy- Carter Hydra isn't a thing anymore. Even though Hydra is always a thing, Hydra yeah. isn't really present. So anymore. there's not that that organization that that would make more sense to be involved with this. And maybe it's kind of supposed to be hinted at. Well, I have a buyer, and they're they're really dangerous. Okay. Eh. Yeah. And aim aim was so. Yeah. Let's not get into aim. Yeah. Aim was, and and Modoc and. I loved AIM in the comic books and what they did with AIM had potential and then it just felt it was squandered in that movie. But that's not what the movie we're talking about right now. So all in all, the actual grouping of actors and actresses I thought was very good. Yep. I think their casting was excellent. Uh, The performances, you seem a little less enthused about than I was. Uh, but for even a couple for a couple of them, a couple of people. But but even even I, maybe it's that it's not new. I didn't get the same quite the same feeling I did from the first Ant Man uh, movie. Um, yeah, you know I felt that Douglas had a little more edge in the, in the first movie, and Rudd was just a little more likable in the first movie it's just yeah. kind of it was kind of one of those one of those weird things we actually didn't talk about the little girl either no well because the, the potential is there right for the, was it the young avengers yeah, yeah 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 probably not like are they planting the seed for that like is it something that they're gonna i doubt it 20 years from now there will be no there i think there's people. pretty much no chance that they'll go that direction with this but it's in the comics, his his uh, relationship with his daughter is complicated. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I don't think they're going to touch any of that stuff. Um, I, I, in fact, I'd be surprised if they went past a, a third movie in this particular series. If if I had to guess, um, yeah, three is usually the limit on most of these. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes, well, and it feels like you get more sometimes when you get actors going from one movie to another and kind of helping to supplement. And you may get some more of that, but I just have to wonder how much interest Douglas is going to continue to have with something like this. Uh, uh, or even Evangeline Lilly or, or Paul Rudd. I think Paul Rudd seems to be more maybe more interested in in something like this because when you're making that Disney money though when you're making yeah it, it's hard to say so out of a out of 20 points what do you think about the cast in this one 
Um, I, and like I said, I may, be, may have been nitpicking on some of them, but if I thought the performance of the 20 cast members, I really nitpicked on three. Mm-hmm. Right? So 17. Sure. 17. Um, I... I'm probably close there. I'd probably say 18. I, I just, even with the mistakes that were made, I'm, I'm, I think I'm higher on a couple of the performances than than you were. Well, that um, that being the cast, I'll always uh, fairly easily will go right into the director. So, what did you think about Peyton Reed? I think when it comes to this type of movie, taking risks for things is probably not in your best interest. So keeping it as low-key and boring, and not, not, not boring, I'm, I'm overstating that, but keeping it as low-key as possible is your best bet. Plus, when you are employed, as we've seen in a lot of these Marvel movies, you are the director, but you're given direction from somebody else. So you got to do what you got to do. So in this movie, everything played out exactly how it needed to be played out. So we were good. I don't see any negatives necessarily. So you know what I'm no, saying? Like, no, yeah. I, I'm not going to say, oh my gosh, I mean every every movie this guy makes, let's go watch it. That's not the case. I don't. I don't even, honestly, I don't even know if I have a director that's really like that. I used to say Ridley Scott was like that, but he's had a lot of. <laughs> had had some questionable projects over yeah. time. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, well, first of all, I you know liked Ant Man. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of you know the first one that he did. I thought he did fine with, but I mean he's he's had some some interesting some interesting projects over the years. I mean he was he did Yes Man, which. I have. I'm very torn over. I want to like it very much. It's Jim Carrey, and it's got some bits in it that are really funny, and then some parts that just don't seem to work. And yeah, I, yeah, I like Jim Carrey. He's I've mentioned it before in some other ones. Yeah, is in one of my favorite movies. A lot of a lot of my favorite comedies actually, but some of those things are I like his. Later ones like Yes Man, for example, I just don't buy into those. It's it's harder to get into, and that that may not be his fault. I mean, he's got the breakup that he did in two thousand six. That was fairly fairly big. Uh, Down with Love. That was fairly big. Um, bring it on. <laughs> oh. um, uh, directed some episodes of the New Girl. I like that show. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of he's got he's got some interesting stuff in there. Um, I he yeah he definitely would not be what I would call a, a director that I just oh I just have to see whatever he makes. But at the same time, his resume is is still filling out for one. Um, yeah, people are still paying him money to direct movies. Yeah, so. exactly. And and he's not made. Any film that makes me groan for uh, a, any reason that has anything behind it, I groan when I hear "Bring It On" just because it's "Bring It On." Uh, if anything, it would be called a guilty pleasure. I don't know if I could call it that. There, 
I won't turn it off necessarily. Uh, I like Kirsten Dunst. Um, it's, but it's still a, that kind of a movie. It's not my my uh, cup of tea, yeah. generally speaking. Um, so he doesn't have like that one film that I go, wow. But but this this was awesome. Um, and he, so he's kind of kind of an in the middle director for me. Yeah, and absolutely. He's he's perfect. He's perfect for these types of movies. Um, once again, because let's go back to one of the titles. He's a yes man, right? Mm-hmm. So he he'll he'll do what needs to be done according to direction from the he's given from the people above him. A lot of the Marvel movies, I feel like, have directors in place that one will do a good job in all honesty, but will do the job how the Marvel people want it to be done. I think yeah. that's the big thing. I now will say this: in each one of his films that I've watched, there's always at least a handful of scenes where I go, "That was inspired," or "That was kind of neat." Like, for example, keeping it with the Marvel stuff in the first Ant Man, the whole sequence with the train was just amazing. The whole sequence with the actually that entire fight sequence where it goes into the into the briefcase and the in the in the helicopter and all of that. That's fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. It's, it's, and, it's, and it's really well done. And in this film, he has a couple of those, too. The very first scene where they're doing the, uh, the, the fort, uh, the, the fake little heist with, with the girl. And that, man, that slide down the stairs out into the lawn, it's, it's fantastic in a way that I wasn't expecting, uh, which I, I, I loved that. Um, the... The, just the little ideas where, you know, again, that matchbox thing and shrinking the building down with the carry-on uh, handle and, and, the, and the wheels. That's, I mean, it's, it's, there's just little s- snippets in there like that that are just fantastic, that are uh, uh, worth it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, but again, the director is a big chunk of the movie and also gets 20 points in our estimation. Where do you think he falls in that 20? Um, I'll go with a 16 on that one. 16. Um, yeah, I'd say that's, that's about right. I mean, easily good. Easily very good. Um, so, apparently, this, like many movies nowadays, is being recorded in some interesting locations, but mostly it's, I keep seeing the, the Georgia thing. Uh, there's a lot of recording or a lot of uh, filming going on in Georgia. Yeah, there's a, was it, what's the studio? Is that, it's not Pinewood, is it? I, I don't I, remember what it's called. I wish I could say I don't, I don't quite remember, but, you know, they had some, uh, they had some done in Hawaii. They had, I'm not entirely sure what they did in Hawaii. Uh, that bit of the credits <laughs> was very, very short. Um, yeah, did they do... Was this an event Vancouver stuff too? It might have been. They had about three or four locations. But um, speaking of locations in the film, the prominent locations, what what popped up to you as as the the, the ones that really stuck in your memory? Well, was it um, when when you're watching that? Was that so that 
because they were at Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah. That, what's that? I'm, is that San Francisco? Is that where that's at? Sure, yeah, sure. I don't know. Because geography is my best. Mm. Uh, no. Yeah, I, I um, weren't they on? No, I don't remember. Well, they're they're. I'm not good with that stuff either. But I, I know when they did the ferry, wasn't the ferry? The ferry said Fisherman's Wharf, right? That like, sounds they had, right. They have the picture of the crab and it said that on there. I don't know. About this. So okay, so major major locations that plot important. You had the whole thing with the ferry. You had the lab, uh, the internal. I mean, you didn't see the whole building, but you got to see the the lab and the outside of the building. Uh, his apartment that he was supposed to be confined to was an important location. The new business was an important location. Hawaii was the end scene. Uh, where where the where uh, they took his little house and put on the beach. And that makes sense. That's that's that right. makes sense. Yep. Um, Fisherman's Wharf, yes, is in San Francisco. So um, those were that and the and ghosts uh, weird bed location. I don't really know if you could call it a base or a warehouse yeah, or whatever. Like the, the rundown thing out in the forest. I thought that the lab got a lot of attention and it was really neat. And the ferry looked interesting just because, you know, the the juxtaposition to the to the giant man bit. Um, none of the locations really jumped out at me as being all that cool or neat. No, and, and that's some of that's more set design when you're mm. talking about the, the lab than it is the actual location because you're right, there wasn't a lot of the locations. There was inside the house, inside the lab, maybe the parking lot, the fake woods that they're in because they're in the woods, but they're never really much in the woods. Yeah. There was the chase scenes through the, the, the streets. Yeah. Um, so that, that that part was... Fine. I mean, it is what it is, right? Nothing too crazy in that. But you're right. It's it it, it fit what needed to be fit. You know, when they're in the microverse, that's all green screens and that type of stuff. Yeah, not, not that, much of a location for that to be shot in either. I think they're going to need to kind of downplay that a little bit because this is the second Ant-Man that they've brought that into and they've kind of had it in Doctor Strange in a different in a different way and I'm I would I would lay money that it's going to be in the second Avengers film they're going to need to step back from it a little bit I think I think people are going to tire of it pretty quick um, just my thought on that uh, I won't tire of it. I think it's great, but that's kind of what I get into. And if you're trying to get the greater audience, I'm not sure how much of that they're going to really get into. Well, it, it's it was a focal point in this movie, and a not a focal point, but a point of interest in the first movie. Mm. So it's built it's built some recognition. Let's call it sure, sure. So, I mean, for me, the, the, because the location was what it was, it's uh, kind of a, uh, I would say out of a 10 points, I would give the locations a six. 
I'm down with uh, I'm down with the six. This how how can it be that flashy? It really yeah, can't. It so. was not a focus point. What about the costuming and props? What did you think about Ghost's outfit? Fine. Hmm. I I guess I don't know what I needed to think of it. You know, the basically a bodysuit with a cape and a mask type thing. You know, boo boo. It was okay. It was okay. I was kind of curious because I figured you probably weren't completely familiar with the comic book character. A little bit. I know that Ghost is a technology bad person and that has been an Iron Man baddie and Mm -hmm. a Spider-Man baddie, but not necessarily an Ant-Man baddie. As much. Oh, yeah. And, you know, obviously a dude in the comic books and yes. not in the movies. I have to say, just kind of as a side point, I love the fact that, at least I have to admit, I haven't done a ton of digging on articles on this, but I love the fact that they changed the character from male to female, and it's not a story. That, that to me, is just excellent because it doesn't need to be. One, I first of all, it's not that huge of a character to begin with, but it's it's one of those things where it, it it's it's not something that should be. And I think she did a perfectly good job with the character, and I thought it was written well enough. Well, mostly well yeah. enough. I, I've seen Ghost in some of the cartoons, uh, like the Spider-Man cartoons and stuff, so I was familiar enough with what the character is and that's really about it you know sure. you can go and uh, type in ghost marvel and, and google it and get some more bits of information as well Absolutely. so that it, how the 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 phasing in the properties was a an accident that's not how it was in the comic no i don't i don't seem to remember that being not the case it it, it was not an accident when they were little. It was the guy was working on something and something happened when he was older. Trying trying to work to compete or to do something with someone. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That kind of the standard formulaic hero slash villain entry. Some accident happens. Ooh, I have powers now. Yeah. Um, so I thought the Wasp outfit worked really well. I thought what they did with that worked really well. The salt shaker bit that hit every um, preview, not preview, but every trailer uh, when they're in the, the Pez kitchen. Dispenser. In the Pez dispenser. That was solid. Uh, all of the stuff for the shrinking and the, and the, and the growing was done extraordinarily well. Um, and really, if you, if you think about how this movie was, and I'm kind of diverging a bit here, the main character, I know it's Ant-Man and the Wasp, but really the main character in this one, you could argue, was the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why the Wasp had all the fun gadgets and did a lot of the more action-y type scenes. Sure. So to have a good costume on that character, I think, was essential. Although I did get flashbacks of... Uh, uh, Matrix Revolutions <laughs> when watching it a little bit. It's like, huh, is she going to get some dreads now? Uh, have a yeah. twin pop down into a car? Because she phases. There's a car fight, and she's phasing in and out of the car fight. 
Ooh, that seems really familiar. Um, I, not necessarily in a bad way, because I thought that that was fun in the Matrix movies. But Matrix Reloaded. Was, that what Re, was it Reloaded? Yeah, that's right. Revolutions was the last one. Yes. My apologies. So, yeah. So, the the second Matrix movie. That, that Yeah. It's, eh. It was fun. It, it was what it needed to be. But as far as the costuming and the props, I... Could, there couldn't have been much more they could have done to make me happier on that. I think they did really good yeah. on that. I'd, I'd easily give that a nine. Yeah, oh, oh, I'm down with a nine. Not not perfect, right? no. but but pretty darn near close. Yeah. Um, but that kind of actually goes into the cinematography. We talked a little bit about the green screen. We talked a little bit about the costuming and the props and the way that they did things. What do you think about what do you think about how it was pieced together, how it was shot? Well, you mentioned a little bit about the comedy scenes where um, Michael Pena's character has got the quote truth serum that's not truth serum, and they have that whole play on, mm-hmm. on that when they go back and forth. Um, that's fun. The how you get into Ant-Man as a big, small, or for a stretch in the school, a <laughs> medium character. That was excellent. So those things are good. And, and you, But you've got to play that from the camera, and you got to play it from the right angle, right? So yeah. you've got to present that person as being not the size that you're seeing them at normally, right? So that, that's, that, that played off well. And then when you look at him, when he was as big as he was, uh, going against the the fairy, you know. Yeah. So like all, all those things played, I think, really well. Um, the scenes where they're in the microverse and there's those bug creatures kind of creeping in, and I don't know how they're trying to represent the size of the ship compared to the little micro creatures and stuff. Sure, like that was fine. You know, not, nothing wrong with that, but. I do have to have one kind of small thing, and this this is the science nerd in me a little bit coming out, and I I have one small issue, and I, I shouldn't, I really, because first of all, do I really understand the science behind all of it perfectly? No, um, and by it I mean real life, not the the Marvel side. But with the explanation that's given, it's like, well, we're just shrinking the space between all of your matter. You still have the. That's why you have all of the kinetic energy when you shrink down. You punch, and that's why you're going to knock him out when you when you're able to do that. Okay, but okay, so you're seeing all this stuff. He's shrinking down these cars. He's shrinking down the building, carrying it like carrying on luggage. So you're shrinking the space. It still weighs the same. That's the only way it can have the same kinetic energy. It weighs the same. Energy has weight. Well, how do how do the pin particles work? Because when he <laughs> when he grows them into giant man, right? He's yeah. still got to be able to have the mass to pick up and swing and hit. Right. Things. Exactly. So he's he's this giant guy. It should mean that he still has the same stuff, just now more spread out. So he's not any stronger. He shouldn't be, or any denser. Well, we're, it seems like we're missing something here. And I can, for the most part, get past it because it's comic books and it's fun. But sorry, that still just hits me in the head it's every the time. Suit. 
Yeah, it's the suit that does it. It has yeah. extra extra dimensional, uh, like the Hulk when the Hulk gets bigger. It's, it's coming from another plane. It just fills them out a little bit. Yeah, it's it's the suit. That's what it is. <laughs> but uh, so, um, so cinematography. Yeah, there's the the way they cut the the fight scenes. What did you think about that? I could tell in the first lobby fight scene for sure like when they go and she puts down the money like that that one mm-hmm. where she comes back and as the wasp but then the ghost shows up i could tell that evangeline lily had done that stuff before mm-hmm. and hannah john came in maybe did but didn't do it as well i could i could see that in the cuts because I could tell that it was more natural for Evangeline Lilly and not so much for the other person. So I, it's not, I mean, I'm being picky, but wh- why did I notice it in that particular scene and maybe not in some of the other stuff? I don't know, but I did notice it in that one. Like, like the, the kicks were just like, okay. Like, not the kick like that I would make. Not like Iron Fist. Season one level of not quite ready, but still yeah. still visible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that that was why I brought that up too. It seemed it did seem a little. I don't know if lacking is the right word, but enough to bring me out of my suspension just just the slightest little bit. Yeah, uh, but I was you know something that I could immediately forget again. Um, how much did you enjoy the? Um, the car chase. I, I I think the car. Well, the whole the whole sequence with all the different cars and stuff. Yeah, yeah like they, that that was played played well, and that goes back to what you're saying, like the usage of making things smaller and making things bigger, right? So yeah, they had to be able to play it off, especially when they're going down the super curvy road. Yeah, and the bricks and all the stuff are falling. And the cars just like they cut cut back to it, and they're making it like the me like the high pitched yeah, little yeah. sound like that. So, like th- th- those parts were were done pretty well. Yeah. Um, and the idea of the little, you know, the, the suitcase with all the fun little cars in it. That was just too much fun. Yeah, good good stuff. But like the car chase itself was was really good. I like how they they definitely utilized shrinking. And then normal size, and shrinking, and then normal size. So like that, that played off really well in that sense, and being able to use the discs to grow the things as a way to cause chaos or trouble. And then of course the the, the funny parts where he hops on one knee and goes on the flatbed truck and you know pushes that. Around. That was excellent. I did I did enjoy that much more than I thought I would. I think I actually laughed out loud with that one because yep. it was so silly. Yep, absolutely. Um, I think that that are, those are areas that they shined, but there was something just missing for me in the sequence with the ship going into the into the microverse. It didn't seem special. Maybe. I mean, the whole, it initially goes in, and the lights are flashy, and then the ship goes in, and he's having trouble getting the coordinates, and then. It just the coordinates. Not it seemed not only you know standardly formulaic, but 
Nothing. I mean, so you're... you're well, that kind of goes back to what we talked about, well, at least what I said before with Michael Douglas, and there's just not a lot of emotion in his presence in this movie. And, and he was fine. It's just there should be a sense of urgency or like a sense of shock or a sense of wonder something when you get into there and you, you 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 see it and it's conveyed it's just not conveyed well i think that that's part of it too but though that's not really the cinematography that's not the that. cinematography part of it um I, it just seemed rather I don't know if the word secondary is right in this instance. It just seemed throwaway, maybe is better. It's, it didn't, because this is supposed to be something that's just, just fascinating and really new. And well, what do we get? We get some more flashing lights and we get basically bed bugs. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that. I, I didn't know what I was looking at. It, they, they, they mentioned what. It was yeah, and it at was, some other point, but yeah. kind of be careful of like the tardigrades or whatever she called it, and uh, yeah, I it just and then you land on the the bubblegum planet where everything's sticky for some reason. Sure, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought it had a chance to kind of redeem itself when it started going like 2001, a space odyssey, uh, hallucination bit. Exactly. And you, you don't have a true representation of what that place is. You don't have to copy it necessarily from a comic book. You don't have to copy it from no. anything previous to an extent. You can make it however you want to make it. Maybe time and time and budget gets cut short a little bit, and you make it what you can make it, not what you want to make it. Yeah, it just it it didn't it didn't um, again another thing didn't quite click with me. I mean, it was it was okay. It was not. I would think something like that would leave more of an impression. Maybe I'm just jaded. Maybe I've seen too much, um, but it, it 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 did not seem all that great to me. Yeah. Um. But all in all, the cinematography, I thought the angles were good. They didn't pull any stupid moves uh, with any of the ang- uh, any of the zooms or anything like that, where I was just left scratching my head of what were you thinking <laughs> moments, uh, which will I will always go back to reference Justice League on that one with the 30 angles for Martha. Oh, good Lord. Now, uh, quick reference on that one, which we've done a review on um i did watch it again yeah and second impression on that one is better than what the first initial um reaction was uh, strangely uh, enough no i'm not telling i'm not saying that that movie's <laughs> i no great. longer thought it was awful i just thought it was really bad <laughs> it was it was more palatable more palatable maybe there was edits maybe there was something that was Different. That was different in this one compared to the theatrical release. But just a side note, because we kind of mentioned earlier in the show that when you watch this movie the first time, you get these instant impressions that maybe you see things when you watch it again a second time that change your mind on some of these. Yeah. And I think everybody gets that on movies in, in general. So it's an observation I had when you mentioned that. Yeah. I'd say the cinematography, again, they stayed safe. 
with most of it had a couple things that shined probably a solid you know 16 17 somewhere in there yeah i'll go with 17 yeah um and then that brings us to the final and in some ways most important part uh the plot and the writing meh contrived in in a sense the bad guy wasn't really a bad guy in, in the grand scheme of things just an inconvenience well I, I didn't feel i didn't feel the story in this one was all that special at all um, I, I i get the components of it the individual components of it made sense the house arrest and the feeling of being torn apart by family needs and then the needs to help out others who have helped you, that type of thing. And then you have the interaction with the the Walter Goggins character and the sale of the things and the FBI guy being the underhanded guy and like the bits and pieces. But I, I don't really feel like there was a main adversary. Now, maybe I'm going back to the ghost character, and I was like, the ghost character was underwhelming to me. Maybe it's from an aspect of, this wasn't really a enemy to me in this one. It just was just like a hassle and well, inconvenience. Well, it doesn't always have to be an enemy. It can just be an antagonist. I mean, I like that idea. I like a, a nuanced um Antagonist that isn't always necessarily a villain, um, and and that part didn't bother me either. It's just a what was the main plot in this movie? We want to get her out of the microverse that she's been in for thirty years. Cool. That that's important. That's cool, you know. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there was no, like that. That that's an important aspect of it. But the end game, I, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm missing some details. Maybe I'm not thinking right. But to me, like, there's just a lot of things here that are just contrived in the writing of this movie. Didn't seem like they fit together. Yeah. Okay. So you need the parts in order to get your thing going. So you go to the black market to get the parts. And the person that you're dealing with decides that they may want to double-cross you. Okay, that's kind of a standard plot twist. But it didn't fit. Why would he have, why would he have access to these pieces? Why would he be willing to sell them? There's no way he couldn't possibly know from the beginning who he was dealing with. I mean, it's not like she was an um, unknown quantity. She was one of the 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 lead people at uh, Pim's company. And Pim's company is high-tech, one of the highest of the high-tech at the time. So if this dude can get his hands on these parts, he knows who she is. And they've been on the, the most wanted list for how long since the Civil War? Like, this was this two years after the <sighs> I think it's Civil something War? like that, maybe not quite. But, I mean, I, that I that didn't seem to fit. Who would really want to pay that much money for that particular laboratory that would be going through an illegal, again, it, uh, an, uh, doing it that way with what, what it equates to, to the, uh, 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 the Marx Brothers of crime? 
Uh, I mean, they got a handful of dudes and a couple of cars. This is not the this is not the 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 major player that <laughs> that's going to be going after this. Yeah, the, not not the Hydra or the Aim that it no, should have been. You no, know, it's, what you're saying before. So yeah, it, it that didn't quite fit and. Uh, and the timing of if this ghost individual had been around so so long, we've not seen any reference to this in anything that else. This was part of Shield slash Hydra. I didn't hear anything about it. Uh, no, no, that that doesn't fit either. Even if it's kind of kept hush hush, it's it's too convenient that oh well, we just didn't get around to talking about this one yeah uh, I, I everything just played out like you like just too contrived and convenient you know like oh well this made sense for this done you know like there wasn't a lot of and, and like i said maybe i'm nitpick nitpicking but i'm as i'm watching this movie and i hate to go back to the ghost character i'm just like this is not Character like there, you don't it's hard feel to threat. It. I don't feel a threat from it. I just feel an annoyance from this character. Yeah, that that's what I get out of it, and that the bad guys who are coming after you are an annoyance, and they're not your. They've they've annoyed you because you're in the middle of doing this to get her back, and then they've taken the part. That's just annoying. Yeah, you know. Okay, well. Now they're after you because they know who you are, and um, they want the lab so they can do it. That's just annoying. Like it, I, I, don't, I don't know. To me, it just doesn't seem like it's yeah, it all that in depth. Doesn't it, have to be. But. No, no, no. I mean, it's I. I'm, I would say that I am most certainly nitpicking because really I'm looking for something to kind of not complain about, but it, seeing the areas that that basically take a movie that i really liked and where did it seem to be lacking well it seemed to be lacking that it was kind of superficial okay it's a comic book movie for the most part it's going to be superficial um yeah not not to be like that and there are definitely people that would probably disagree with me on that point but for the most part it's you can't read too deeply in most of these in most of these movies. No, but in most of these movies, also when there is a bad guy, there's actually a bad guy who's intending to do bad things because that's how comic books tend to work. Generally, generally. So I guess I had more expectations for the nefarious doings of what the ghost was, but I, I just didn't. I just didn't. Getting it. I, I I didn't mind them trying to go with this direction with it. I I like the idea of them trying to break that mold because so long as it doesn't lead to the previous version of the formula, which is here's a bad guy, we'll kill him by the end of the movie. Did done. Yeah, yeah, that I'm much better with, and I it gives a chance for there to be development. The way that they left both Goliath and Ghost by the end of the movie, it gives a chance for us in future installments to see more that in retrospect may affect how we view how that performance was done, how the movie is put together. Yeah. So I mean I I am optimistic in that in that in that side of it. But Yeah, will we see Ghost again? They seem to treat it like Yeah, like <laughs> Ghost is gone. The post credit scenes tend to show Ghost as they, they referenced Ghost as their new friend. 
Yeah. Yeah, so will we actually see the ghost character again? Yeah, probably not. Will we actually see Goliath again? Oh, I hope so. I want to see a 20-foot-tall Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> do something. Yeah, I just... It was great to have in there, but there's just probably not going to be a place for these characters. Yeah, there may there may not be. But so with the plot and the writing, I, I can't give it a twenty of twenty for sure. No. Um, I don't. Sixteen, uh, seventeen, somewhere in there of twenty. Again, it's it's definitely solid, definitely good. But I'll go fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. I'll probably go 16 on that. I, I don't mean, know what we gave Justice League. It's not Justice League bad. Oh, no. It's nowhere near <laughs> Justice League. Well, and that was before we started that that uh, ranking oh, That's system. true. That's true. So I would say Justice League, I would probably have put it somewhere in the 30s to the 40s out of 100. It is it is a, a straight-up failure in my eyes. And, yeah. I mean, basically high points on, on the casting, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, all right. So let's see. Let's see what our tallies are. Oh, first of all, any special bonuses? Hmm. hmm. Well, the the ants themselves doing work in in the in the labs. That was fun. Those were fun. I like those. The substitute ant uh, who was taking a bath and was playing the awesome. drums. That was fun. So like, some of those. Points to play off of were good. Now, were there any subtleties in there? Like normally, they have Easter eggs that they kind of stick in there. Well, well I'm, they had some. Nothing that just was amazing and jumped out. It's hard to do that with Ant Man. There's not a lot of stuff yeah. that people are going to recognize. Um, I'll give bonus notifications to the hint, the sniff. The almost presenting it like it is, but it's not being the first of the Marvel female-led mm. um, movies. Yeah. Because it's not presented as that, but if you named this movie The Wasp with Ant-Man, yeah, you, you could almost almost see that, change a few things around here and there. Because really the main focus was... It seemed to revolve around Ant-Man, but the real main focus, the main storyline, revolved around the family of the Wasp. So So one bonus point for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I have any bonus points for this one. I, it's, it was good. And even though it definitely was more centered around the, the female character, I'm, I'll wait for Black Widow to see... What they can do with a true Marvel female-led It's going to be a movie, prequel. Which, that's fine with me. I, I think I, they've got a writer for it now. As I'm, of today. I'm really okay. looking forward to that. But All right, so that brings your total. Let's see. Uh, uh, 13, 22, 28, 35, 39, 40, 36, 42, 52, 62, 72, 82. Pretty close again in our estimations. Yep. Uh, so, you know, pretty uh, pretty uh, solid uh, B minus from both of us. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's accurate. Yep. Yeah. I think that's fair. 
enjoyable, I would definitely, and that that's maybe a difference in our personality. That's why I would watch a B minus superhero movie in the theater every time. Whereas other people may not be so willing to necessarily watch a B minus superhero movie in the theater. It, 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 exactly. And that, I guess it depends on what you're, how you're rationing your time as well. But I didn't mind spending my money to go and watch it. I didn't mind spending my time there going to watch it. So I, I, I definitely can't say anything negative I, about well, it. Well, yeah, I will. I will be happy to throw my money at the way Marvel is doing things, especially if they can manage to finish acquiring all those other properties that will allow them to have a truly shared movie universe again. Yeah, we'll see about that. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But, well, thank you all for joining us again. Hopefully you uh, 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 enjoyed uh, the 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 whole uh, travel through the, the nitty-gritty of the movie with us the, as much as we did. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if, if it means anything that you get an opportunity to listen to us kind of rant about something or talk about something that gives you a little bit more of an informed opinion, if you are going to go or you're thinking about going, because generally these movies... You know, this one will stay in the theaters for a good four or six weeks, something like that, where Definitely. others that have been out so far have stayed in the theater for three months. Just, you don't see that too much. Gives you the opportunity to at least have another informed opinion on it before you do spend your money or you take your time to go and watch the movie. And I think that's part of the reason why we like to do it. Other, other than that is... We love watching these movies and talking about them. Absolutely. Well, until next time, uh, keep uh, keep uh, coming back to see what neat new things that we have to say, or at least the same old things that we have to say. Repetitive things. Absolutely. I tend, sure. I tend to ramble a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And, uh, of course, we will be back with more installments of fun things to talk about. Absolutely. Have a good evening. <laughs> <laughs>